kick, 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 out, 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 blood rush to my head, they hot lock, popping off the fucking block, not clocking, wristlet, watch, bent up, off. Welcome to episode 24 of the Get God Podcast. Today is September 27th, 2020. It's Sunday, Sunday fun day. How we doing, boys? How are we doing today, fellas? It's good, baby. You know, not too bad, not too bad. I'm pretty excited. NFL Sunday, NFL Sunday. There's a good hockey game last night. Uh, we really got a good episode coming for you today. We got a guest interview that we had with a friend of mine from back in the day, Roy Robin. Great interview, great interview. Kind of different from the other stuff we've had on here so far. Um, yeah, hype that up, Wade. That interview was so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. We're we're gonna go into a little bit of the news for the week, and then and then I'll I will slide into that interview. I'll talk yeah. a little bit more about what we get into and a little bit more about my connection with Roy. Some rare content. See, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. He yeah, dove into a said. lot of a lot of aspects that you wouldn't think of. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely more than we thought, and we were really happy to have him on. So, yeah. Um, but to, before we get to him, let's just talk a little bit about what's happened in the news this week. So, we've been following Spotify and the Joe Rogan saga and all this, but one of the notes that Spotify had this week in the news was that Spotify and Churn and Entertainment Group are teaming up. It's very like preliminary, I believe, at this moment, but Churn and Entertainment's done things like uh, New Girl, Greatest Showman, not really stuff I'm necessarily into, but they're pretty popular in the entertainment world right now. And they're basically trying to adapt Spotify's podcasts into TV shows what? and like movies. So basically, more what I'm kind of getting off that is. Maybe like some of the scripted shows and stuff like that, you could turn into movies or TV series or even just finding like a personality and maybe making a reality Jersey Shore, like just something that's going to pop. Can you give like an example of a current podcast? That that's be- what I haven't really been able to like wrap my head around. Like obviously <laughs> they're thinking ask. at a different level than me. Like I, I've, they've thought about this a lot, but um, I don't really know what they could. Like I know there are like scripted though, documentary type podcast out there so you could do things like that but i don't know it's just so interesting to see and with them having joe rogan too i was gonna say like that and that's, that's the only one i could think of but we'll, yeah but we'll i don't know if reality that into a movie that. yeah i think this is going to be like a deeper thing because i don't know spotify has just been very heavily invested into podcasts because music rights are so expensive so they kind of they want to stay in the music game obviously but it's not sustainable they need to make more money i think it's i think it's podcast is perfect because it's like they're trying to figure something new out nowadays you know what's a tv show what's a podcast what's a a small clip what's you know what is a docuseries like it's all mushing into one yeah you're right it's like it's it's just content i don't know yeah like Like, i was watching i was watching a movie last night and i'm like thinking this movie's two hours long like this is kind of boring yeah, like, this is, is like I'm thinking movies might not even be long anymore. What movie was it? Yeah, what movie was it? I don't know. It was so it was so Turtle, ass. I didn't even. I couldn't even like mind. follow it. All right. Well, yeah, no, but I, I see what you're saying though. That would be yeah, like I, one I'm of the really movies Spotify makes. See. Just trash. No, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not yeah, sure. weren't they also? I can't remember. I got to think back. It was it was quite a few episodes ago. We were talking about like DC podcasts. 
and how they would do like a Wonder Woman podcast or something like that. So like, that's what I mean. Like there are scripted things. So I guess maybe they can make that type of stuff into TV shows. But I also think there's just a lot like podcast is a big pool of talent right now. And maybe they're just trying to like pluck people from there too, or just steal people's ideas, you know, who knows? But it's interesting to see. It's like I said, it's very preliminary. Like I don't haven't seen like too too much in depth about what they're going to actually do. Do they want to give us like a visual of the podcast? Is that what I'm? Is that? It, it might be something like that too. Yeah, where you know how like even like TV shows, like Michael K show is a TV show and a radio yeah. show. Or like know, Joe Rogan too. Something like that. Uh, maybe with Joe Rogan too. You're right because I do like watch him on YouTube and it's kind of cool because he he has a longer podcast too. And to see the people's reactions, and I get what you're saying. Actually, yeah. too, I get what you're saying. So that's what I mean. Like, there's there's a plethora, I believe, of things that they could do with this. So I'm all in on it. I, I'm all in on Spotify. I just feel like whatever they do is, is well, it can't be like much good. production because the podcast is is always about like new content every week. It depends on yeah. I mean yeah. It depends like on what's your type relative of podcast. to that. There are there are like series that are more scripted and are like pre-recorded and released. That's tr- yeah, you're right. That's because they're more general. But they have like over 250 original podcast series. So they have a lot to dive into. I think it's kind of just the first step into what maybe we'll see in the future of the way we consume podcasts and just entertainment in general. So actually, I have one more note, though, on Spotify. So, so Joe Rogan, did you guys see this week? They're trying. There's like a group of Spotify employees trying to get together to try to censor Joe Rogan. Wow. And I don't know. They don't like that. Didn't they just, just give him a huge deal? Yeah, but I guess, like, I don't know, it's, the internet's that. reacting funny to it because most people are saying, like, okay, you're going to get fired. Shouldn't it be the it. other way around? Like, <laughs> shouldn't it be, like, I, the I big guess, corps right? trying to censor and then the, the small kids within the corp trying to go against what the big corps are trying to oppress? Like, what, Sp- yeah. I'm sorry, what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. There's like a mutiny forming inside Spotify. And and, just- and what are we trying to censor? It's not like he's he has episodes that have just like or hate speech it's like and either way it's it's a podcast like it's 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 a medium where he's kind of able to say what he wants and 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 he he changes like every episode that's the thing if you listen to him and actually listen he just adapts to kind of who he's talking to and just gives his beliefs at that moment in time like he's not like going on record like this is my firm belief he's sitting having a conversation with someone and they happen to be recording it like (laughs) it's I don't get it. I, I don't get why people hate it so much. It's just like, don't listen. Don't fucking have to listen. That's <laughs> the, yeah, that's the ultimatum for that. Just like, you don't have to listen. And I get like, it. You I work there that, and you're working on a, a show, but you can get over it. It's your job. Just go home and you don't have to believe what he says. Just fucking ignore it. I think, I think we all have to listen. Like we should see all the different sides of things. We yeah. should, we should, we Give should a chance. listen to an interview with an extremely racist person to like learn something from that. You know what I yeah. mean? And at that same time, like he's not going to sit there and have the interview with him. And, and if he's in that situation, like you said, he's not going to sit there and put himself in a position where he's going to get the guy like he's not angry or something like things. that. So he's not going to sit there and saying all this negative things about what the person's talking about. He's not trying that's to, not how you get more. That's not how you get people to talk about what you want them to talk about. He's not, he's not trying to gaslight it. He's not trying to gaslight anybody. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's doing it for content. He's doing it for entertainment. He knows what he's there for. I mean, he didn't even Fuck, use man. to promote his podcast. It just started word of mouth. And At this so point, we need, a, we need a segment on Get God just for cancel culture. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's sad. But what you do need to listen to is the Roy Robin interview. Yeah, we'll throw it back that to was... a simpler time now. So basically, a, a little preview of what this interview, a little background of how I know Roy is. Most people who know me, too, will know that I worked with a company called Flobotics. It was friends of mine. When we were in high school, um, they were actually a little older than me, so I was in high school. But either way, it started off as a t-shirt company. I made t-shirts. I was into the design. Um, the Wild West back in the day. Yeah, and basically how Roy described it, you'll kind of, he'll, he'll take you back to when it was the YouTube and Instagram and the internet was all the Wild West. And there weren't big companies running it to make money as much as they are now. They didn't see the value. Yeah, there was no, there was no algorithms right now so like instagram like there was more general out there and he was basically doing shit that has like created what we now live in in the internet where i was gonna say basically what he was doing you'll listen he explains it's it's not around anymore the way we used to pump stuff for phlebotics and other companies that we were working with at the time but honestly once he took us back it really like we were doing some crazy shit. I had no idea what was going on because I was just not I didn't have the drive to fully do it. But I was in for it. You know, I was I rep robotics. I wore it all the time. And then we started to pop off. And then one day, honestly, it was just like and Royal explained it. Poof, it was gone. Like it was it was weird. It was a wild ride. And then right around the time I went to college. So um, definitely, definitely listen to this. You're going to enjoy it. And he goes into a ton of different topics. He also skates skateboarder, dude. One of the greatest minds out there. So everyone enjoy the interview with Roy Robb. We have on here Roy Robin. He, uh, I met Roy way back. I, I guess now it's like I was thinking back to it sounds so much longer now. It was like 2010, I guess, around that time. Between 2010 and 2012, I'd say. Between my sister and our mutual friend, we kind of connected. And we were working with a company called Flobotics at the time. And... Um, I was honestly just in high school. I was kind of just like along for the ride, to be honest. It was just fun to kind of be around all the creative minds and uh, the business minds too. I always felt like you were kind of like that business end of it. And uh, I don't know. I just remember having great conversations, to be honest with you. And it was honestly, it's been so long though. It's uh, It's been a minute, but I enjoyed those. Yeah, yeah definitely. Man. A lot has gone on since then. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like, I mean... Really? What? So around that time, I, mean, I guess we could throw it back towards that time. So like, what were you doing at that point in time? Would you say, like, how would you describe what you were doing? I know you had your own thing going on, too, at that time. With like, I remember Liberty Music Group, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as far as phlebotics, uh, I was helping um, Chris and all of them running. I was just, uh, I was doing a lot of the marketing things. Like when, um, when I had got with Chris, they were just really just... Uh, more into like the art they were just designing a lot of stuff like um a lot of the, like the t-shirt designs and things that they were doing they were more kind of into that and uh they didn't really have like a plan like a real set in stone plan to um to like market the company and uh i guess through time um because around that same time i was uh, i was getting real heavy into youtube i mean uh i, I was uh i had already kind of like I was like toying around with like little channels and things um, previous to that, but they were kind of whatever. There was really just, like there weren't anything um, that was like to this magnitude. But uh, yeah, around that time, I was uh, 
I was I was writing code with these these kids from Europe. They were really young. They were like at the time they were probably like 14, 15. Wow. They were um they were um they were both from Sweden. Wow. And um they at the time they were they were writing some some remarkable code and uh yeah. Um I had got with them and um I was also at the same time uh I had a lot of friends that were making music and things. So uh I guess I don't know. I kind of put the two together in like a way that uh, no one else kind of did at that time. And we had, we had like some real dynamic things as far as like what we were able to do with YouTube. And, um, and then, I mean, I was doing all of this just on my own and I happened to uh, like get with Chris in this window of time. So Flowbotics, if you, if you remember this, Flowbotics started to kind of transform from being like just strictly a clothing company and they started Flowbotics TV yeah, and on yeah. YouTube. And um, that was just because uh, at the time I had this technology and I was, uh, I was like just really blowing up these videos. And um, I was just kind of, I was kind of forced to stay in like the music genre. Like I couldn't really branch out and really get into other like spaces because it didn't really make sense for what we were doing at the time. And uh, so Chris's channel kind of came in as a, a way for us to get into all the different categories. Like it's, uh, we were, we were we were trying to model it after like Break TV and after like um, like Jukin Media, which is like a company that they license content on the internet. They uh they run a lot of like um oh, oh, oh my god what what are some Jukin Media what is it funny or die and like college humor right. a lot of, a lot of the content that like those networks get is through those really obscure internet company and um, I remember when they first started. Um, I was like really into like their model and, um, um, and I was, uh, modeling a kind of like flowbotics after kind of what they were doing, which was like kind of being broad. Like, so we're into everything, like people were submitting, like them juggling, uh, at the time, Chris and his brother had got with, um, no, uh, uh, what, what was the dude's name? He, he drinks like crazy. He drinks like, uh, damn, oh, I forget his name. No, another um, rapper. No, no, no. He's like a he's like a he's like an internet oh. personality. He he drinks like will do it. No, no. He'll drink like <laughs> drinks like Elmer's glue and oh, shoe nice, shoe nice. Yeah, shoe <laughs> nice, shoe oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. You go, Chris and his brother. I swear, that guy with shoe nice really wow. early. And, and um, I remember there. Um, so it goes show you the the diversity of like the they were all over the place though. They were doing music. There. So anyway, mm. um, I kind of I kind of got with them in that capacity, and then um. Yeah, we were we kind of like just we were doing some crazy things on YouTube, and then that kind of uh, it, it it took on such a life of its own for them that um, they were getting so many videos submitted to them from people that were trying to like get the get like that viral push. At the time, um, I, I don't know if if the other people on this uh, this thing really know what I'm talking about, but I had yeah. these kids created this piece of technology that could basically. Um, artificially increase the YouTube views, which now ah, is mm. which now is commonplace. Everyone everyone understands that that this right. is like a thing, but we're taking it back legitimately like ten, almost twelve years ago when this was this was revolutionary. Like I was, I had something that was I, I was like taking over YouTube like legitimately. And yeah, uh, bro, it, bro, when you say that viral push, that now nowadays everyone knows exactly what you're saying, but fast forward or run it back 10 years ago, like no one would even think 
to like you know go after that i, I want to know how did you link up with guys from sweden how did well, that come I was, I was coding for like probably i mean since like 2000 like 9 2010 i had got into uh um i i started getting really active into uh um just coding and um i got into a lot of um forums and things at that time and uh yeah, through just really just being like active in these forums, I started to meet uh, some of these really remarkable people. I met other people too that have that I, I, even to this day I'm still so connected to these people. Like we're still we chat. It's crazy, but I I met some of these these people that are just so just so smart and just uh, their ability to just have foresight to see things like these like these kids were like seeing the world today. They were they were legitimately seeing it. 10, 15 years ago. And like, I, I was just kind of like the, the fly on the wall, like, nice. and, and, you know, and you can't, you can't help but just pick up so much from these type of like interactions. These people are just, they should be like speaking to Harvard classes and stuff, but yeah. they just don't. Yeah. Like, do you still, you know I mean? do you still keep in touch with those dudes from Sweden? Those people from yeah. Sweden? Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the kids, um, yeah. What are they doing uh, now? What are you guys doing now? Um, uh, they they all have grown up a little bit and they really just focused their attention to like making money online. Like one of their kids is a right. really big uh, casino affiliate. Like wow. he's, he's like he's made millions of yeah, dollars in that space. Yeah, yeah. They've they've done they've kind of applied some of their things more constructively with age, but um, um they've one of my had buddies, it figured out. Yeah, yeah, forever. Like back then, like back then, you said you you guys put together like some kind of hack for increase those YouTube views. Are you gonna reveal yeah. that hack? Is it kind of? Oh yeah, for sure. No, I, I talk about it because it's patched. YouTube, Pass, YouTube. That's what uh, I figured. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, YouTube uh, was was fighting us. Like legitimately, was fighting me and my friends. Like, and and we had to constantly keep patching the bot because it wasn't like um I I, I still have all this all these documents and stuff too. I actually took a billion screenshots back then and so but um <laughs> mm -hmm. basically we would launch music videos like five at a time and um, they would all like take over like the trending charts and things like youtube back then was a very different landscape um mm -hmm. how they condensed like popular videos into categories was like very elementary back then so um, we would just flood categories and if you were to go to like the trending charts of youtube in some cases we'd be like out of like the hundred videos that'd be trending like my channel would be like 47 of the videos mm -hmm. then like flowbotics tv would be like the other 25 and like we would like in some cases be doing like millions on, on, on the other side too we monetized oh yeah we, we, we'll get into we'll get into the monetization of this too because that's the mm -hmm. aspect too so we, we, we're making money throughout this process also this wasn't just uh just to be destructive but okay the process basically was uh um the the piece of technology they created was like uh it looked very similar to like something you would use to like upload a picture on like facebook like on a desktop computer you would like upload a file kind of it looks very similar to that but all you would do is you would copy and paste like youtube links to public videos like one at a time and when you were done it would output a code to you you would have to take this code and these kids created a secondary program and they created a computer language that would take this code and it would encrypt it in this computer language that couldn't be detected by YouTube at the time. And then we would take this secondary code that we would get and then you'd make a free website like blogger.com or you would use like anything like that, like a free site. You would embed this code into the website and what it would do is it would take the YouTube videos, it would make them be like 
um, one pixel size and it would make the videos be invisible and it would make them autoplay. So what you would do is what? like, it, so I, I'll, I'll explain how. Such a genius hack, like put together it, working. It was amazing. So basically uh, you would embed in some cases like a hundred or 200 YouTube videos into a single web page. And um, so then you would press save and then the web page you visited from your desktop computer, it would look like a blank web page. Um, but what you would do is for every IP address that would visit that website, every single video that you would embed would register one view. And then mm. um, basically we had a resource in Russia. They ran a, uh, a massive network of um, junk traffic websites. So basically they would redirect all this weird miscellaneous web traffic to um, these blank block spot websites. So we would buy like a million website hits and for like $20. Jeez. And and Oof. out of the million hits, you might get maybe like four hundred or five hundred thousand good IPs. So then, um, so you spend twenty dollars, and then you could generate five hundred thousand views on two hundred videos. And then that gets pushed to the trending, and then then that's just like the max. Well, yeah, there was a whole um, there was a whole methodology because we we uh, we learned the YouTube algorithm, so we knew what time of the day to post certain videos, and we knew like how certain categories like would uh, compete. We also started studying the music industry. So we started studying like artists rollouts and stuff. So we would mm. like strategically release videos at certain times and things. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was it was pretty crazy. That yeah, is a I lot remember, to take in. That's cool. I remember even when uh, going back, like as my 16 year old self going into school and being able to show when Snacks did that music video and it was on like the top of the charts and you can go in oh, and he's yeah, wearing like a flobotic sure. shirt. That's and right. it was That's just, right. yeah, like that was, that was like That's the coolest story. thing to do because I, for the longest time I was like representing phlebotics and all this and no one really knew what it was. And that was when it was really starting to take like an actual tangible form. I felt like because yeah, yeah, of the yeah, phlebotics sure, TV sure. and everything. For so sure, it was, yeah. it was always like, so, but, but even then I remember Ryan back then, even wondering, he's like, how did he do that? <laughs> and he's been curious ever since a lot. So we were killing it. Yeah, you do so. I heard rumors. I heard it was. I heard about the Russian, the Russia, like flooding out, uh, spamming out the traffic. I thought it was something like emails, emails or something. Oh yeah, no, for Uh, sure. That's that's taking it back. Um, We had that conversation also because I I I caught the tail end of of that era. But yeah, uh, Russians were synonymous for sending uh, basically like ninety five percent of the world's commercial like email spam vault. And that's, that's one other conversation, but yeah, they invented a lot of the early software, like dark mailers, so some softwares that they created that really um, helped them to get a kind of a foothold in that industry when that was really a thing. But, but uh, yeah, um, for sure. Well, as far as snacks in, that, in the dream, I remember we did that video. We shot it at um, yeah. his dude PC's house in his basement in Union Beach. We, we had brought um, uh, Anthony Yebra, it was like this local film director dude like he was like steven spielberg he was really, really yeah it was really well done yeah right. seriously he, he was way ahead of his time he would run like live audio feeds and all this, all this crazy stuff but um yeah so yeah came to the video we put it out and um we timed it with the release of i want to say it was no, it was ill mind of hobson that might have been one of mike temp's videos like anyway that. we timed we timed the release of snacks it was, it was some video that came out at the time and um, because at the time, YouTube would take the two like leading videos and they would link them together so that it would come up as a related video. So then our, our, our mm. whole methodology was like, 
we gotta just connect snacks to this popular video and we'll let like Hollywood promote this, this celebrity and then we'll get the free traffic. And, right. uh, it, and then it worked quite well. Like we put it out. Um, we caught onto a lot of like videos that we didn't think would catch on to. And Snacks actually made it onto their front page, youtube.com. Yeah. Not even like in a category, like he went to youtube.com and he was like, one of the top videos, it was crazy. Like, um, yeah, anyway, so, and the same time I was saying before, we, we were, we, a lot of times we were monetizing a lot of this also. Like yeah. these kids were so ingenious that they, um, somehow part of this code was the ability to filter the fake, like bullshit traffic from traffic that was like good. So the whole time you could like turn your ads on and like YouTube wouldn't like be in There was no interference with like the fake traffic. It was, it was crazy. So like when they got real views, we were making money and stuff like we were making, I mean, it wasn't no millions of dollars, but you know what I mean? Like we were, we we're making considerable amounts of money for, for what uh, we were putting out, which in hindsight was like a couple hundred bucks, you know, making thousands of dollars in return. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it really did take it. It's really just taking advantage of that opportunity too when you had that because like you said now it's patch so it's like yeah, so you, exactly. it's like why not you're putting in all that work and you're you're ahead of your curve kind of why not monetize that and take advantage of that and I feel like that's why it's yeah. funny because at the time I didn't really fully understand what was going on around me with with all that because I was more involved with Chris and the uh, I was more like that creative side because I was doing stuff with t-shirts myself and it kind of just fell right into my lap with because he was a mutual like he was friends with my sister too so i was always hanging out in the same groups as, as what makes was. it so legendary is the the time like nobody was doing that yeah. no one even thought about hacking the system yeah yeah yeah. i can go into depth too about this so um when, when we when we started fucking around with youtube a lot um we uh we started to um well i got the idea to expand to um that uh, there was like an original hip hop website. It was called Dat Piff. They make mixtapes. Oh yeah. And um, at the time, Dat Piff was like um, this. This is pre SoundCloud. This is like pre Spotify. Pre, like no one even had smartphones yet. Like, yeah, yeah. That many. Yeah. yeah you download KP, a file. <laughs> KP was uh, the guy that owned Dat Piff. Um, mm-hmm. His name is KP. Me. I, I had some interactions with him a few times, oh. um, but KP. Um, was definitely one of the. He doesn't get talked about ever, and this is unfortunate. And if I ever get famous, I'll I'll definitely, <laughs> or if I ever have a platform or an ability, I say it now. Even KP yeah. was definitely one of the first people that ever pioneered music streaming. You heard that, it here first. Yeah, that Piff was on the forefront of that. I mean, they didn't, they didn't. Uh, I mean, they were hip hop, so they, they, I mean, they couldn't really extend other genres properly, but they were. They were streaming a lot back then. And if you remember, like, the Dat Piff widget had ads in it and stuff, too. So KP yeah. was monetizing streams. And Dat Piff is actually a part of a, a publicly listed company. It's called Idle Media. And Dat Piff, from the very start, was, a, was, like, one of, like, 15 websites that this internet conglomerate ran. And it's traded on the NASDAQ market. So even while hmm. people were streaming mixtapes, that was helping to push up the stock price of a company that no one else – anyway – there's, there's, there's a lot to the that Piff story and things yeah, that I crazy. was able to kind of... Uh, yeah, so it's unraveled through time. But uh, same thing with that Piff too. I was like, yo, this, this website is like fucking built like so elementary. Um, myself and um, uh, the, my, I had a friend who lived in Sri Lanka at the time. Um, me and him put together this technology. And uh, we, we built a technology that could artificially raise streams, views, and downloads on that Piff. And we, uh, we quickly learned the algorithm of that website. 
Mm. And um, we were able to, uh, just like with YouTube, but even with more ease, we would take these, like my friends, and we ultimately created a company. It was called Urban Jumpstart. And we were like mm. marketing um, people's mixtapes for them. And um, people could basically pay us for um, an award nice. level. So That's like cool. there was like there was like bronze, silver, gold, platinum, right. there was like diamond, and then there was like hot this week. God and there, was different, there was different factors that determined these things, but these things really meant a lot because of how the algorithm worked. Like for example, if a kid got like five thousand downloads, a certain amount of streams, a certain amount of views in the first day, they got a hot this week tag, which put their mixtape on the front page of the website for um, the first seven days. And the website was getting like over 2 million visitors a day. So like these, so like by doing very light manipulation, we were pushing people in front of this tremendous amount of organic traffic. So um, we helped this one, um, one, one of my, um, one of my friends, we put on a mixtape for him, we, we blasted it and we positioned it um, as like a top this month. It was, there was different categories, but we made it to like the third rung on the ladder, which positioned your mixtape on the front of the website for an entire month. And it positioned it in this category where you were next to like celebrities and stuff. So he was next to like Wiz Khalifa and stuff, whatever. He actually ended up bumping out um, a major industry artist out of the top eight. And um, we believe that this artist called KP and because uh, KP ghosted the mixtape and it ended up opening up a, a saga of internet botting and the future of what I think really was a major catalyst for today, because I, I, he sent me a cease and desist letter, it became a big thing. But um, our technology, which um, at the time wasn't violating anything because the methods that we were using was actually real, um, it, we just found a loophole in his system and uh, we were able to really promote a lot of artists in this time. And uh, in the same time, I was working with like Memphis Bleak and some mm -hmm. different people like in the music industry, they like, I was like botting their projects for them, helping them out and stuff and doing a lot of things. So. Yeah, and then and that honestly working with Bleak really opened my eyes up to like the music industry and the fact that I could honestly like navigate in that space like with in some capacity. And then like many years later, um, myself, uh, my team of people, we we got heavy into doing shows, and and that was a whole nother fucking part of my life for uh, many years was like putting together events and. Um, we helped to start like some of the the most successful and largest like concert promotion companies in New Jersey. Like right now, like Concert Crave was who's still a company that's running to this day. We were one of the people that helped to start that company about five years ago. Myself, Julian, this guy, John, a couple of we came together, started that company up. But yeah, we've done a lot of shows in the last couple of years. So like outside of marketing, just on like doing live entertainment. Um, it's all pre-COVID, obviously. Like, but we were yeah. we, we dealt with everybody though, like to a little pump. We did. We, um, we were the only we were only promoters to bring out Takashi. Brought Takashi out to a venue in Lakewood um, right before he got locked up. <laughs> we did. Uh, yeah, we did. I met a lot of people and did a lot of interesting things for a, a few years. Very, very interesting. I met, I met Immortal Technique a lot. <laughs> I met a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of cool people and you know, a lot of interesting conversations and stuff. So, but yeah, man, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome, uh, dude. Yeah, that's. Uh, I remember even at the time that you said another person we know that you mentioned was Mike Temp. He, we went to school with him too growing up, and uh, yeah, we killed I remember him. him. Yeah, his his stuff too. I remember when he dropped his mixtape. We, we he were just it to too me early. Like, wow. 
Yeah. We were just too, it, it's just that, like, honestly, I, I want to be that guy, but I, but I, this is real. We were, we were just too early. Like, like if this technology existed in present day or if, or if the music industry in present day was just what it was like somehow 10 years ago and we were doing, right. we're doing like yeah. every single person that we're talking about now would have guy and record deals just off the strength of the visibility that they were having. Like, like at one, at one time we put, so right. we put three of one, put three of temps videos in the YouTube 100, which was like a, it was like this special thing that they would take select music videos from celebrities and they'd put it like in a special playlist and um, like videos would play into each other. So it, it, it was like a weird loop that YouTube would do to just make videos more popular, but to mm. get into this loop where like you can be like related to a Justin Bieber video or to like uh, whoever at the time it was like um, Hobson was killing it. We put out yeah. the ill mind of Hobson. Um, um, this was like the tail end, rest in peace, like the tail end of Mac Miller's like major YouTube domination, like, like that Donald Trump, esque era like we caught like the tail end of that type of era where like we were kicking some of these major videos and a lot of our success was like from related video views mm-hmm. like just from being attached to like some of these things it's like it was crazy and um <clears throat> but yeah we, we we were doing a, a lot with temp and we had put like three or four videos at once into the youtube 100 and the amount of traffic that he was getting like he was like it was just, we did also at the same time we didn't know what the fuck we were doing like yeah. like there wasn't there wasn't even like a narrative that would even you can kind of lead off of like okay botting and like we were literally just doing like i was just creating technology with my friends i would just try it if it worked we would just fucking create a company around it and just roll it out like we were just doing it like there yeah. was no blueprint yeah we, there was there, we, we didn't know how the industry would react if it would react, how YouTube would react, mm. it was just, it would just do it and fuck it. Like whatever happens, yeah. happens. For Take real. a chance, man. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's the hardest part is like trying to imagine that like the mindset. Cause when you say all that now, it's like, that's genius. Like you're going to make a ton of money. Like if you get your video in that special playlist, you might as well be viral. You might as well be the next little punk. Everyone was viral before viral was like a word. Like that yeah. wasn't like really like a word that right. like, like it, it didn't like exist really. There were like, but everyone was viral. It's fucking crazy, and nothing happened. Like it was like we we had got a lot of other art. But this is also very interesting to me because um, a lot of people are under. I mean, just common sense would tell you that yo, if you're getting a billion views, like you're going to get <laughs> emails from fucking A and R's and people are going to reach out and uh, investors. Nobody reached out. My channel, wow. my channel, Liberty Music Group. Before it got taken down, we should talk about that also. We did, we did about three and a half billion views on my channel, of which about, I would say about seven hundred million were real. Wow. And we did not get one email from a label, um, some type of uh, angel investor figure that was to come from the the stars when you go viral. Like nothing happened. All we got was a lot of emails from other talented people that wanted exposure and they're willing to pay for it. <laughs> and um, a couple like companies that came in on like a graphic designing type of tip, like wanted to try to make our, our thing look better or shit like that. Make that's, logos and shit. That's exactly what I'm saying is like nobody, nobody saw value in like views at all nope. like whatsoever. Not one bit to the that's all about the views. You, you literally so right. had, 
like those numbers if you said that to anyone today it's just like money signs yeah if i show people like like uh, i'll um like some of these fucking screenshots of the things that we were doing they they uh, i mean the anyone in their right mind would say that we photoshopped them no <laughs> one's going to believe that those were real but you have to i mean wade was there uh some of you guys probably caught some of this so so you, so you, you 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 saw it with your own eyes you know it's kind of thing mm-hmm. that some of this stuff is so <laughs> is so out there that it's impossible to believe it doesn't sound real was it you exclusive know? to you or like was Mac Miller's yeah. crew doing it? Um, was, was it Rostrum? Rostrum had their own situation definitely with like uh, their own technology for sure. I know for wow. a fact they did. I know you, some people that were involved in, in that conversation over there for a fact. 100%. And then you said you had uh, the Liberty Music Group had to come down? Yeah, talk about that. Um, so... It's a it's a fucked up thing, and even to this day, I will just every now and again throw a random appeal into YouTube just to see if the <laughs> if the fucking the stars will align for me. Mm-hmm. Because if they realign, people's lives will dramatically change, and it's a serious thing. So I, every maybe couple months, even from then till now, I like throw a little uh, throw a pebble out to the ocean. Maybe I may fucking kill a whale. I don't know. <laughs> so, but I uh, so basically, YouTube is. We're, 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 we're fucking cruising along, fucking making money. At the time, we had actually got partnered with an ad network. I learned this whole thing in real time, but like basically a third-party company called Broadband TV. They were managing the ads for like Lion Gates film, the NBA, like really gigantic ad networks, like people that made a lot of money on YouTube. And they reached out to me, and uh, we did a partnership with them. I actually got Flowbotics in with them also. And... Um, broadband tv was putting like these crazy ads on our videos and we were getting paid like seven dollars every thousand like we're really high cpm and shit on our content it was amazing and um everything was like at a at like a fever pitch we're like we're making the most money we were making things were like i don't know what the fuck things were looking up even back then things were looking up whatever that means in 2010 whatever so um we're uh we're on cloud nine, not a not a fucking nothing, not no no um, issues with YouTube. And when when you're in a partnership with an ad network, they basically control what ads go in front of your content, and the ad network has private contracts with advertisers. So like basically, because our content was attached to like Justin Bieber videos and shit, our traffic was considered to be premium, so that they were they were uh, able to bid. And like we had major like Fortune 500 companies that were paying for our traffic, like especially because of how premium it was, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we were getting paid higher CPMs, so that you do a revenue split with the ad network. So they were getting money off of our traffic, which was driving from a fucking bot that was making fake. And I told them, like, like they, they knew what was going on. Like me and the guy Lewis, one of the guys of the company, we were ready. they knew what the fuck what the deal was. <laughs> um, so we're all making a lot of money. Like it was, this is a serious thing, making a lot of money. And at the time, you know, I don't realize I'm young and I'm just whatever, I'm in it. But in hindsight, I'm like, damn, they made a lot of money with us. And it was, it was a great thing. And then YouTube one day on a random day. So, so Tuesday, so Monday morning, everything's fine. Go to sleep. I wake up Tuesday. I have like 17 copyright <laughs> strikes in my email Ooh. from YouTube. Ooh. So, so I go, what the fuck is all this? But they're from like old ass videos that have been up for like months and months, making money for months and months and months. I'm like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> so then, so then I, I, I log out to my shit or whatever. I'm, I'm going through like the, the whole like back office. I'm going through all the appeals and things. They're all from like artists. At the time, YouTube was, was also a playground. Yeah. So you could do whatever the fuck you wanted back then. So artists would make like remixes to like celebrity songs and monetize the songs. And, and, and then as like an individual person, collect the money. And like, so YouTube didn't even have like a, like a, like a content ID system that was even like legitimate back then. I'm talking about like, I was in like the wild, wild west era of YouTube. Like it was wild. Like it was anything goes type. Like if you make, get views, you make money and no one gave a fuck. It was like wild, yeah. wild west. Seriously. Yeah. So um, YouTube decided to create this policy that um, uh, you're like basically not allowed to monetize uh, copyrighted videos. Uh, they're very mm. weird. Even to present day, they even got more weird about like people that remix celebrity content and like being different. Anyway, apparently I violated this thing 17 times with pre-existing videos, which, which is, which is nonsensical in, in nature. And they, um, um, gave me a warning to not do it again. So I said, um, well, I, I was like speaking to them, but also broadband TV is like our conduit because, um, they have some heavy skin in the game. So, they're speaking to YouTube on our behalf. So, man, mind you, this is me, some type of weird third-party ad network. I want to say they're from Vancouver or something, speaking mm -hmm. to Google, speaking to this behemoth, Google. Yeah. And speaking to Google, yeah. Google's telling us basically that um, we have to um, delete the videos from our, our thing. Like, we can't even put them on, like, unlisted. So I was trying to tell them that before you guys created this policy, we have a company and people pay us to put these videos out. We can't just take them down. Like people pay us money. Like, like what, what can we do? And, um, basically they gave us ultimate of take the videos down or, um, they're going to ghost. They're going to like delete our channel. So I uh, so then we were like, all right, it's better that they delete our channel and, um, fucking, uh, whatever, as opposed to us one have to like give people their money back or we open up some type of can of worms about like, um, I don't know that just conversation because people did pay money and they did receive a tremendous value. But part of the, what they paid for is the video to be on the channel, not for it to be on the channel for like a very temporary viral blast and have it get deleted. So, um, yeah, they deleted my channel because of that. And, um, yeah. Wow. A channel Wait, of billions. What? How long ago was this? Uh, my what channel got this? deleted in like probably, I mean, the channel got created like 20, 2010, Right. Channel got deleted, twenty twelve ish. Okay. Twenty thirteen. Nice. So years. like, yeah, yeah, we had like a solid two year window where um, we uh, we were able to, to fucking do all of this and shit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that was like, like you said, it was like the wild wild west then too. It was like the and now everything is so locked down. It's like it's you can't even yeah. put. Like yeah. every, every, any audio it's or so anything, locked. they'll find the smallest clip and flag your video. Yeah, for sure. Their content, and and I, I don't want to villi I don't want to vilify myself or be some kind of whatever. But I feel like uh, myself and some of my my people I'm around played a heavy factor in YouTube like buckling down on what was going on because um, there's also levels to levels to YouTube that we can really talk about because. Um, we all talk about other platforms as well that I've been on. I've been a part of some some tremendous things with other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I've I've been on the I've, I was early in the social media game, so I've seen um, the algorithms and I've seen the culture change on apps and develop in, in time. And I've seen like corporate America 
like realize the potential of each platform like late and i've seen like the same narrative happen over and over again but i've been a part of like early instagram almost in the same capacity as we were doing on like youtube even like my buddy that may help me make the youtube bot he made a very crazy instagram uh system early on and the old instagram if you remember um it had a static homepage. it was a, it was called a popular page and it was static like right. everybody had the same at the time it was it was nine or 12 photos and it doesn't matter if if your mother it likes pictures of sunflowers and, and you like pictures of you you're into uh you're into uh hot rods everyone saw the same 12 pictures it was static so um basically my my friends uh through whatever means they really studied the algorithms and learned uh, what YouTube, what Instagram was doing to determine these videos being there. And they, uh, yeah, they basically built a piece of technology that was able to like blast a photo with a crazy amount of likes in like a certain type of way. And it would make your photo go into the popular page. So when it did that, your photo would be on the iPhone of every single person in the world that has Instagram. So we were putting like a crazy amount of photos onto the popular page I mean, you would do that like you would um you would be on there for two hours and you would go like legitimately viral like you would get like 25 30 000 comments your page like depending on like the post you did and like how your page looked you can get like 10 20 30 000 followers and this it, it was like a different era of time and i swear to god how much do people pay for that um I do remember that. And I remember being like, what, how does this random person, you know, what did they? Yeah. Uh, that was basically what was going on. Uh, we were charging, um, fuck what we charging a couple hundred dollars, maybe like, I, I couldn't imagine us charging more than like $200. I don't know what the fuck we were doing back then. <laughs> also, yeah. it didn't have value like outside of people's like imaginations. Like it didn't have value in real, like, like, Maybe if you were um, a celebrity pre-Instagram and you're able to like just like somehow use the the visa with a perception to like do something, you had value if you're like a company. The influence, but like, but like that, like it didn't. You had a lot of followers, but you didn't have like in, companies didn't believe in the influence back then, so it didn't matter. Like you back then, you had followers like just to like have followers and be like the shit. And then, Didn't like, matter. in time, in time, like, business kind of caught up. And then influencers became, and then people are making money, and companies start realizing, like, this person promoting me means more than, like, a TV commercial for these reasons. And then now now we have Instagram for what it was. But, like, I, I've seen Instagram, like, develop, like, their algorithms to stop being static and, and then started being, like, cussing on people's pages. And now Instagram's a whole different landscape. It's crazy to see yeah. it become yeah. what it is. What I think is most disgusting about the algorithms nowadays is our feeds are just everything that we like. It's like not as it's not going to be as diverse. You know, you can't put the closed network now. Closed network, right? Because you know, if I like some roleplay videos or some Call of Duty clips, that's all I'm seeing. The ads. Yeah, yeah. It's so obvious. A closed network. Um, everything you click on, interact with, it essentially. It's like a, it's like you're inside of a dome that keeps getting smaller and smaller. So like the network literally closes off to you as soon as you follow your first friend person on your Instagram, everything you like now, it just, the algorithm just determines like, okay, this is your world. And, and, and every time you do something, you get more and more detail to the algorithm. And then eventually your world 
is just like like a like a fucking bubble around you and it's and that's kind of the point where we're at now instagram like you're saying it's it's like to the point where it's like yo i like i like fucking uh uh, the NBA, but I don't want to see 7,000 million sport pages about uh, LeBron yeah. right now. Like, you know. Yeah, like I see the same clip with everyone's different take on it. Like, exactly. Yeah, there's really that anything. shit too. Everyone just uh, jumping to what what is like a proven piece of viral content. Like everyone wants to just not try and create their own piece of content. They rather just, it's so annoying now, man. Like, you know, social media is a crazy thing, man, to see it develop. Like, I remember, remember my um, my girlfriend back then, she was a, uh, she was a extremely early um, weed influencer on Instagram. And in the same vein, like, it wasn't a thing. Like, she right. was like one of the, she was like a part of it becoming like the culture of people like filming them, dabbing them, like, like that wasn't a thing yet. People were like yeah, filming yeah. themselves, like smoking on Instagram and like the hashtags were like just taking shape and stuff. And same thing, like we had all this crazy technology and we were like blasting out mad pictures and videos of her and stuff. And um, like the amount of like bongs and free stuff we were getting, it, it was, <laughs> it, it, it slowly started to become like um, real, you know, like it, it was weird, but we were same thing. Like we, we were just too early with all that stuff. Like, we were just too early. Like the the world didn't know the value of it yet. I mean, the value wasn't even there really yet. I don't know, it was just you know, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, I remember too back back when I met you too. You were doing stuff with skating too, right? Like you're a skateboarder. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's where I like started everything. Um, I started skateboarding when I was like, shit, I was like fucking twelve years old, maybe thirteen years old. I was like a little kid and. uh yeah, I got like sponsored and stuff. Like I was like one of the better kids and all this whatever. Like yeah, um, skated like fucking forever. And then one of one of my uh, big homies, he would put together like skateboard jams. Like he would get like the community together and get like local skate shops to give stuff or whatever. And um, and like that shit was always so rad to me. Like putting together events and shit. And then um, honestly, like a lot of the reason why I do events and got into like music and things stems from like. Um, me doing very early skateboard jams like i started doing jams when i was like maybe like 15 years old and i was like drawing like 300 kids together and like we were getting like local skate shops to come like this is this is like the myspace era i was like putting out flyers and stuff and like the events were were very successful though like for for somehow me not knowing anything about nothing like we're i was making a flyer on paint like it was just like the most grassroots thing possible but we like I like got into it back then and then um I like uh got to know a lot of the skate shops and things and as I got older and like I wasn't fucking like 13 I like learned how to like actually skate and um I got like sponsored by some of these shops and um whatever like and then at a period of time I uh, I got very close I didn't I didn't break it but I got very close to uh breaking the world record for the highest ollie for a while oh, I was like shit. I was like one of maybe I was like maybe one of like I mean shit in my in my in my like prime I was probably like one of the top ten dudes like really doing it like for real for real like ah, getting really like, close. What you know, what, like, what would be the record? Like what? Uh, the the record at the time was uh, forty five inches. Nah. I was uh, okay. Just to read. I was to I was put an image like, to it. Wow. I was eyeing like forty two and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Like so I was like right there. It was pretty crazy. Like um, I had a. Uh, 
I went to like this contest in um, in Las Vegas, my older brother, and they put together like this, uh, the Maloof brothers, they put together like this, uh, this high Ollie contest and like uh, a bunch of kids like myself, like submitted like footage online. He also had like this like grassroots qualifier thing you can go to and like win. But I flew out a bunch of like no name kids and we competed against of like some of like, the fucking best skateboarders in the fucking world. Like Tori Pudwell was there, all these big name pros and shit. It was crazy. Like we had no chance ever being them. But like we, at least we're there trying our best. Exactly. And like all of us made it to like all of us did all right though. Like, I mean, we, we were like holding our own to some degree, but I mean obviously you guys are like professionals, so like they, they edged us out or whatever. And um the record actually got set that day. Um, whatever this dude Aldrin Garcia is like uh, he's like this Mexican skateboarder from um, Arizona I want to say he was like he was professional he wrote for Powell and like all these big companies and shit like he was like in the music he's like in like the skateboard industry like legitimate it was big videos and shit but he, he set the record though it was pretty sick I was like right I was, like me and my brother were like standing right next to him like Paul Rodriguez was there we were like hanging out like because I was in the contest so we were like off to the side with everyone like kind of like rooting them on and shit it was tight that's awesome that's sure. that's, and that's what i was even thinking about it when i was thinking about the questions i wanted to ask you i was thinking in my head like it it's not surprising the routes you took after seeing like if you were, had like a skating background because i feel like skating became such a brand-based business and well industry i should say and like you said there's all that networking within it like where you were going yeah, for sure back and forth and i think it's just like that's really that that was probably cool and like yeah, you said it's yeah. sick to kind of have the skill to go along with it too so yeah you know, it was cool it was cool yeah roy do you think do you think uh nowadays you see less or more of that like people going out and like organizing things like a skate event with people or like this less you know, less right and even though the technology makes it easier you'd think yeah, kids are um, more into their own thing now. It's, it's less community-oriented. It's more like um, individual type of thing. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe because of the internet, you can just, like, fall into your own thing more. But, like, back in, like, when I was really coming up skateboarding and just, like, a, like a young kid, it wasn't, the internet wasn't really around and shit. So, like, everything was, like, community-based. You have to, you have to really be like in the community. Yeah, because I was gonna say like it's impressive you you got that done without like putting it out on Facebook or making a group on about it. Yeah, Facebook wasn't even around. Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah, it's just like, and and now you see less of like things like that. It's pretty sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't exist really. How do we fix the problem, Roy? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say on the, on that note. Yeah, like, what do you think is like trending now, or like more like, like yeah, like a solution to maybe get things more to that? I guess they're kind uh, of different kids questions. Nowadays, I don't know, man. It's a hard. Yeah, it's hard, right? I don't know if it's fucked. It might be too far. I'm a little on. disconnected from uh, uh, what's really going on in like the psyche of some of these kids to even properly like speak on it. I don't that's even a good. Know. Yeah, that's a good way to put that's it. Yeah. I don't even know, but. I mean, I guess from the outside looking in, though, if I was to guess uh, or just whatever, I would think that um, a lot of these kids, like, um, it's what they see. And um, it's just very difficult to try and control, like, the amount of just, like, over-information that these kids are exposed to. Like, 
it's just it's like a different time i don't know but enough you even can like what i at least when i was growing up there wasn't there wasn't like there wasn't like a digital ver like i feel like kids uh they didn't put like this i feel like kids put more more value an emphasis on like the digital version of themselves and they do like mm. real life like like uh like i mean if you think about it like anything we do online is like an avatar or some shit of ourselves and mm -hmm. like we see a lot of value in this digital avatar of ourselves versus us in real life and i feel like when we were younger we didn't have a choice because there was no digital avatar world it was just real life so so like we were making conversations and we didn't have a choice which a lot of us might have chosen the digital avatar life if it was a choice but like we didn't have that we grew up like almost in the same world our parents grew up in we really want to be really honest like our world it we grew up in as like basically all of us if you're not 30 all of us are rounding our 30 curve very quickly it's like the world that we grew up in was like the tail end of our parents generation so it's like we didn't there was it so it's very hard like, like how do you tell a kid that was born into a world where like your digital avatar being built up is just as valuable as you like being bilingual or you having like like we grew up in a world where like having skills matter you know like like mm. like i mean it's it's, a, it's like a different i feel like it's a different like that like difference in like value but it's real Damn, because there is you value in your digital avatar so it's like how you tell kids like i don't know it's just hard to find Jeez. a balance and all of that i don't know I, I i don't know if i worded that correctly but i i, I said like it that's really well it yeah, yeah, yeah Very, i love that analogy man that's awesome yeah that's that's i mean and and i guess to go along with that kind of too like what what do you have going on right now like what's your what are you that's working what on at the yeah. moment um are you still screwed day? into the uh the social world no, not at all. It's pretty crazy. If uh, what I do for a living now is completely one hundred percent opposite of of all of this, I mean, it's crazy. I have uh, uh, I got really into um, uh, uh, the pallet industry. Wow, right. Yeah, I work yeah, retail, we, so I deal with those. <laughs> yeah, we can have a very uh, in depth conversation about this for a few. This is uh, pretty well. Uh, basically, I got introduced into the pallet world. Um, we all know pallets, like you say, you work in retail, so understand uh, how important they are to the overall fucking flow of your business you know mm -hmm. uh, whether you unload trucks with them load trucks with them whether they're in the way and removed or whatever but pallets are one of the few items that regardless of what industry you're in you have to deal in you have to deal with you could be in, you could be in logistics you could be in whatever industry you're in pallets and it's, it's a bigger bigger industry but it's like it's called logistics like logistics byproducts but like cardboard industrial cardboard like ibc mm -hmm. containers pallets all these things are like basically we um there, there's a there's a whole industry that exists where basically most pallets you see in the world or most cardboard you see in the world most of that stuff is being reused like there's very little new pallets and very little new cardboard that exists like so there's, there's a whole industry of basically shuffling the stuff around between warehouses so you find companies that are getting rid of industrial quantities of pallets or whatever it may be and you find companies that want to buy it or you find um like there's like these there's like these pallet recycling places that you could bring pallets to like a pallet <laughs> yard cracking me up bro that is so screwed it's in a, it's so true yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, your hands it's funny because you say you're on something different but at the same time like you're still i feel like the core of that it is still, mindset, man. Yeah, for what, sure we do well what everything's been well, um I, I got into the business about two years ago you know 
That's cool, myself man. and my older myself and my uh i have a partner i do it with um yeah we do well and then like uh we're, we're on course over the next year to do like almost two hundred thousand dollars that's awesome. sick that's awesome very serious There's a lot of money in pallets like it's pretty crazy yeah. stumble, stumble into like a crazy thing but I, that's uh the one thing i'm really doing now i expect if i type in pallets near me you number one on that search result no, no, believe Maximum it or not, traffic. no, no, believe it or not, um, we have not even rolled out nothing internet-based yet. I'm still... Wow. Especially still in that industry, sick. right? You, you could deal more like mouth-to-mouth, I feel like, or like yeah. more yeah. traditional yeah, channels. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're definitely going to do a whole internet thing. Mm. With it. It's just that um, we had to build infrastructure for some right. time. So for the last like year and some, we've just been really building like actual contracts and things but uh very soon we're going to roll out some uh internet thing that's going to blow the roof off for us and little revolutionary ideas i'm gonna do uh that's good to hear we're, man. we're here so, for it that's yeah, all awesome. man for sure and really like uh, what you got in store I, i'd really love to we could get you on another time too to even talk more because i feel like you uh you have so much knowledge kind of on on all the stuff so i feel like stuff comes on especially when you start launching this internet stuff too uh, I mean, is there anything you want to plug now, internet-wise? Do you have anything um, on there to send anyone to? Well, yeah, in, in, in time, I'm definitely going to uh, – my partner who I, I do the pallet business with, um, he always encourages me to get into uh, eventually trying to get into launching apps. That's something that I, I haven't really done yet in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, like, an app that went with Liberty Music Group, but uh, it like, wasn't, like, real. It was kind of just, like, a called a hybrid app. It's basically, like – it just is like a, a reinterpreted way of looking at our website and our YouTube mm-hmm. channel. It wasn't necessarily like a, a an app that was uniquely made or whatever. It's called Dynamic. It was, anyway, it was a regular app, but uh, I never made an app yet. But I want to – I have a lot of ideas for um, launching apps. Like I had a company that um, I like I like thought of um, – I, I have to like really rebrand the, the name and certain things. But the basic concept of it – I'll talk about it. I mean, if any of you guys – can take it from me and do it, please. I would, I would fucking, I'll help you because, because it, it'll really be, uh, that, uh, but, uh, the basic concept of it is, uh, I wanted to create, um, basically the first ever social media search engine. It was basically going to be an app that, um, the physical searches are profiles that, uh, display somebody's like key social media sites. So whether it's an individual person or a celebrity, and then you could follow that profile. So for example, you would search in the app for like LeBron James mm-hmm. and um, you would find his profile and follow it. And then you'd be able to see LeBron's Twitter feed, his Instagram mm-hmm. feed, his Facebook feed, yeah. all condensed into one profile. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you'd be able to like, like an Instagram post or like a tweet or retweet whatever all from the interface of our app so it's basically a way it's a it's, it's a legitimate like a search engine social mm-hmm. media type of thing all built in one so if you're like an influencer if you're whoever you you can build your profile on our platform and by doing so you like at the same time build the other profiles that are attached to it and you can at any time like swap profiles in and out and stuff like that you could have one profile you got up to four you got three whatever you want to do so like, as opposed to spending all, because most people we follow on social media, you follow them on one, on one platform. So like, it, it, it could be like a celebrity, whatever, you're gonna follow them on just Twitter or just Instagram. So like, people are talking on other platforms and they're, they're releasing content and saying important things that we just don't see because 
we don't follow on that platform, man. We don't have time to follow LeBron James on Twitter and mm-hmm. on Instagram and on Facebook and on his website and yeah. his email list yeah. and this <laughs> and his Pinterest and whatever the fuck. Everything like, under the sun, bro. You yeah. Know, like, but it make more sense to hop Take on that. one platform. So, like, it's a great idea. Yeah, I, I had a concept like something like that, but uh, and we actually started to build infrastructure and like actually coded and stuff at one point in time. Like, we, I had a so I have like a demo version on Android and a demo version on <clears throat> iOS. Very rough though. Like, it, it's very rough. But um, that was my basic idea. But was to create something like that, like a like a so uh, like a platform that um, would take it anyway and there's levels to it too where you could advertise and we're going to build like a whole credit system like so you can like anyway it's old things you can tip people and uh you can make money also with ads and there's a whole whole thing to it but yeah like our basic concept was though was just to be like a an aggregation of social media sites into one easy to navigate app And, and i feel like in today's landscape there isn't really an app that dominates that particular space and i feel like there's also a need for that that the market doesn't realize that they they want like all of us want a more organized social media landscape i feel like and we don't realize it which is why we only tend to be one platform people it's because of the problem of this organization but we don't see it as a problem yet but if, if I could do a good enough job of selling the company and the concept, I feel like people will realize that there's more to social media than just the one platform they're on. It's just that it's just annoying to go from platform to platform. But if there was one type of web kind of thing, I feel like, I feel like there's a space for this. But um, that was one idea that I had. It's kind of a big undertaking. We never did it, but that was oh, one thing we, I, kind of, I kind of was thinking about. Practical, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, Roy, this has been awesome. This is a, uh, Honestly, like, like I said, like all these conversations have always been so good with you. Like you always just have your you so much knowledge about all this stuff. And uh, like it's just awesome to see like that ingenuity. And like you've always had the drive. So like you said, you always just built something around it. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. And like I said, I definitely would look forward to having you on again too. talk even more in depth yeah, about some of the stuff. Yeah. Again. yeah, that was awesome, man. Thanks for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us, bro. That was a lot yeah. to think about. That's cool, man. Seriously, thank cool. you, though. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to minute. meet you, bro. Definitely. Oh, nice to meet you guys. Let's do it again. Yeah, it's definitely. Been a pleasure, man. Oh, yeah, take it easy. All right, be Thanks, good. Bro. Be good, bro. Okay, I hope everyone enjoyed that interview with Roy Robin. It was awesome. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy times out there. You know, fucking YouTube, man. Fucking YouTube. Different world now. Different world. Um, so let's slide into some sports topics for this week. The MLB will always start with them because you know honestly, fuck it, oh, no, done right. and they'll get out of here. But look at look at how look at how fast look at how fast that season came in. Yeah, right. right. You Today know, it's last so, day, September twenty seventh. Quick question: Do you like it? Do you think maybe we should just do eighty games next <laughs> year? <laughs> you know, I'm all for like as many games as possible. <laughs> yeah, to work them. I, like I am because I love baseball. Um, but how about at the seven same innings? Time, Can I get seven innings no. all, all next year? <laughs> just, just talking yeah. about like a two-hour movie watching a three-hour baseball game yeah three-hour four-hour game <laughs> no it's a long season like you obviously like you said before you don't have to watch every single game but i agree i mean it, it makes it more competitive because for example the miami marlins made the playoffs and ironic fact and they, about that was it was at yankee stadium and they now have in their organization Derek jeter don mattingly Corey posada does stuff with them Right. Um, so basically it was also off. it was also on the anniversary of Jose Fernandez's death. Somber note. R.I.P. But it was also a great time because they got they clinched for the first time since 03. 
2003. Yeah, that's, a, that's what we call a drought. That's when they beat the New York Yankees in the World Series. So what we're working yeah, at here, what I'm, what I'm getting at is here is the Marlins have been to the playoffs two times in their franchise, history of the franchise, mm-hmm. and they won the World Series both times. I'm not saying any algorithms going on here, but now it's like, <laughs> but they're not, they're obviously a low tier team, but you never yeah. know. That's what baseball, yeah. you never know. Baseball is one of those sports where you really never know what could happen the next day in that, in that game. So they're over 500. Like I give them all the respect in the world for making it. And some people, I don't think anybody's knocking it for a short season, but if anybody does, it's, it's wrong because they earned it. Yeah, I mean, everyone who loses at the end of the season, though, is going to be like, ah, the season wasn't real anyway. So yeah, that, I mean, there'll be the sore losers out there. There's, like you said, there's. Well, I'm going to be one of them if the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. <don't> <laughs> no. But if they win, 100% real season. Nah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's actually, a harder season. You know. Exactly. Yeah, it was a harder season, and that's what we're going to get into with the NBA, NHL too. We'll get into because they're coming down to their finals as well. So playoffs start on Tuesday. There are some implications to the, as of today. So after today, you'll see the locks of the seeds because the Yankees are – they win today, they lock in the five seed. And there's a scenario, though, 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 if they lose and Toronto wins, they drop to the eight seed. That's a huge difference because, obviously, if you're an eight seed, you're going to be playing the number one seed, which would um, – not sure – pretty sure would be – not sure at this point, but it might be the Tampa or the White Sox, I would have to say. Yeah. Um, Look it up. Either way, probably not a good matchup for the Yankees. But so wait, what's the highest seed they can get? Five. So we need that five. Yeah, five. I think if five, we might play Cleveland. Or the Twins, maybe? No. no twins. The twins must be low. Right now, we would play the – so White Sox are the four seed. Rays are the one. Yeah. And Twins are the two seed. A's are the oh, three yeah. seed. Astros are six. Yankees are five. White Sox are four. Yeah. So – That'll lock in after today. I'm excited to see what happened because they're different, the playoff expansion. And I explained last week the playoff format of what's going to happen. So, yeah, excited for that. that. Just go listen to that one. But, yeah, it's a little different this year. Not not too different, but we yeah. got into that last and week. And now, yeah. So now in these short seasons, you'll see who wins. Uh, now we're going to be starting to see some awards. Yeah, MVP, Cy Young. Trevor Bauer thinks he's the NL Cy Young. <laughs> you see him saying that. that. Um, he said, yeah. "Just look at the numbers." I mean, he's Dude's got a mouth at the same yeah, time, but... but he's also why is he fighting with civilians on Twitter? But whatever, <laughs> <laughs> that's Trevor Bauer. We talked about him too, so that's just the way he rolls. So... Uh, MVP though, what do you think in NL AL? So AL, I would think that uh... DJ Mayu. So, <laughs> so no, DJ exactly. might win his AL batting title. Yeah, I think he'll win the title, and that is that'll be the first time in history in AL and uh, NL he'll he'll claim a batting title in each league. I heard it was this. I heard someone say it was the second this week, but I, I don't know the, the other first. person. What the fact check fans? Fans, we we'll have Colin. Colin, <laughs> run up the pool. Or it could be Jose Abreu. Jose yeah. Abreu's numbers are crazy this year. For this a short probably going to be someone from the White Sox. Probably, it might be someone from the White Sox. Jose Abreu's at three twenty one. Because to be honest, the Yankees don't play 60, a defensively he, sound game, and even no. DJ LeMahieu's had no. his issues. So overall game, it's probably going to be one of the White Sox guys. Tim Anderson's good too. Bray, 321, 60 RBIs, and 19 home runs. 60 RBIs, man. It's a 60 game season. Think about that. Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> a Ruby game. Can't really argue with that. And 321, I mean, that's only going to fluctuate so much after 60 games, unless he goes on a huge tear or a, a uh, he's pretty, pl- pretty much plateaued. But Luke Voigt, too, also with 21, uh, 22 bombs. I mean, new uh, yeah, new, future captain uh, of the New York Yankees. Future. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I guess not. Um, 
I was gonna yeah, say, I just you read that so? this morning. It was like a, it was just a tweet that I saw this morning. It was a joke because if those just his attitude, how he's always kind of like just do your job, fucking you know we fucked up, we looked terrible tonight. Like he just owns everything. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, interesting to see who will get into the playoffs there. NL too. I'm not sure NL. Nah, yeah, fuck no, yeah. I mean, when, <laughs> I mean, they're all they're all up in the air. I haven't seen too much of the NL uh, yeah. action, but yeah, man, Probably I'm excited to see players. that break down, and we'll have to next week follow up on the first week of playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, if anybody will even be eliminated by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also going to be like it's such a it's yeah. It, there's going to be a lot of teams that don't really technically deserve to be there that are going to glad to see down, too. So. The Marlins finish their season with pretty much sixty games. Yeah, it's crazy. We thought they were we were riding them out. Yeah, eh, we'll fuck them. But uh, yeah, so let's slide into mm-hmm. to NFL just to um, so last, last with, week. Yeah, you're happy with the Jets week too? No. Although, shouts out to Sticky Turf at MetLife. You did your job. You took them down. Um, you heard every player on San Francisco. It's so much that they were scared <laughs> to play the Giants this week there. So if they lose to the Giants this week, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> but other hey, than that, terrible not team. Playing. We're a terrible team. Sam Darnold, poor guy. Yeah, I, it's, yeah you're, you guys are a reverse kind of. Like, what fucking Carson Wentz, dude? What? Yeah, we're going. he's regressing so much. Uh, I get, so we play the. I mean, no, we. The Eagles play the the Bengals today. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. So this is the, one of those games where interesting on that one too. But I want is, Eagles. This is one of those games where too, if you win, it doesn't feel as good. It still feels good because it's your first win, and you still feel good about it because a win's a win. It's hard enough to get any win in the NFL. But at the same time, the Eagles are expected so much more. Where it's like, ah, oh, man. So uh, I'll give them this week. But next week, next couple of weeks, Carson needs to definitely step it up because first four weeks could be subbed in as a preseason because they didn't have a preseason. So yeah. that's how I look at it. I give them benefit of the doubt. And uh, and that's my week two reactions was yeah. last week was poorly uh, ran for the Eagles as well. Carson Wentz, yes. Yeah. And then general reaction was, oh, holy shit, everyone got hurt. So, yeah. Um, I mean, like. Torn yeah, ACLs. Piddle was Shoulders. Torn yeah, ACLs. Shoulders. Never. Um, yeah, Drew Lockhart, yeah. shoulder, he's out. A couple Saquon back. Saquon Barkley. ACL. MCL yeah. too. He he yeah, had a lot right. messed up in his knee. That that's got a lot of implications too with the way the Giants have moving forward. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to stick with him? He's going to be D-tank out like again. Year, so <laughs> it's yeah. So Honestly, that's crazy. You might tank again and get an offensive lineman. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, you could. Jets I mean, you need a good line. Jets. I don't know. Week three. The, so that was my Jets week three need preview too. Jesus for the Eagles too with the Bengals. Yeah, the Jets have no hope. The Jets needed to fire Adam Gase at the end of the year. Who did the Jets play today? Who they have? Indianapolis. Okay, so that'll be one of those no, wins. But too, no, but no, they're, they're, they're going to lose. <laughs> and I mean, it's Rivers. Just, I don't know. I want to actually bet the Jets because it's looking like it's it's a no brainer, but it's not because they suck. They're going to lose. That's <laughs> so that one's out of the question. But there are a couple other good games that you might want to watch. Monday night is Ravens Chiefs. Yeah. We had a pretty – I mean, the Dolphins had a good sleep. outing against the Jags on Thursday. Terrible I game think. still, though. No one wants to watch Terrible it. Terrible matchup. Like, did not watch it. 31-13, they got it Did done. not watch it. So, um, um, yeah, what else stands out here? I mean, the Raiders, Sunday night Patriots game, should be good. Raiders-Patriots should be good. And then the Sunday night game is Green Bay-New Orleans. That should also be good. So, I don't know who Tom Brady has. Cowboys-Seahawks, 430. Okay. Same time as the Jet game. So, when the Jets go down <laughs> – First quarter, I'm switching over. Who? Go Seahawks. Tampa Bay have today. I think Carolina. So that'll be that's no. Tampa Bay's playing uh, Denver. They're playing Denver. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, who recently signed uh, Blake Bortles? Welcome back to the league. Yes, welcome back. That number what was he top five pick, top ten pick. <laughs> yeah, he's a straight stud though. 
Stud. The only thing I'm concerned is the temperature of the buff chick dip that's going to be entering my mouth. Attaboy. Yeah. What's the ideal temperature for a buff chick dip to the tongue? 325. Jesus. <laughs> We're eating it in the oven? <laughs> right out of the oven, the fresh, the first scoop. You have to take the first scoop <laughs> out of Gene is a psycho, yo. It comes hot and ready, and he's just eating it with his hands like and then the rest of the meal i can't feel because my mouth would be numb and burnt too yeah i mean everyone's got those non-cock <laughs> those non-contact thermometers out there right now so just you know just check your buff chick dip yeah gene whips that out aims it right at the buff chick dip, no. and he's just like whoa 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 that's a drop too cold yeah it has to be three two five send it oh, back God. send it back send it that it is a sin to eat cold buff chick dip because when it's been sitting there, it's, it's half as good as when it's, it's different. Then because at that point, it's like warm, it's like gooey. buff chick cream cheese. At that point, just slap that shit on a bagel. Yeah, take it back to our conversation on Get God about the timing of of your pickup order. You know yes. that 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 late that, <laughs> that later in yeah. the day Chipotle compared to that fresh yeah. fresh tin of rice that they plop right down there into the. Yeah, like you can't be during the four o'clock game still diving into that same one o'clock buff chicken. See them scraping off the freshly sliced skirt steaks into the tin food line, and then they drizzle that fresh bowl compared to like at the end of the night that buff chick dip's been sitting there, and you're like, that hard. Yeah, like you can't even get the chip in there anymore. It just breaks your scoop. Yeah, (laughs) and that's a fucking shame when you break a scoop. Can't be breaking scoops out here. There's already enough people getting hurt on the field. I can't be losing scoops on the yeah, fucking so that's, table. That's my analysis on the uh, snacks for today. Uh, Wait back to you. Thank you for that snack report, Stanley. Uh, we look are forward the, to them. Are the stars about to scoop a couple more W's to get those wins? To get a Stanley Cup? <sighs> yeah, I want to see Dallas? it happen just because I want to see lightning just crumble. Again? again. <laughs> um, no disrespect. I mean, so much momentum like, I honestly them. don't care who wins. I just want to see more hockey. So, yes, I want to see the Stars push it to seven. Uh, Stamkos hasn't been playing, right? No, he's been, he played one game, scored a goal, and then he's been out since. And so he played like three minutes. Yeah, and then, honestly, they fucking – dude, Joe Pavelski last night, just – this guy's amazing. So he scored two goals the night before, and then he scores the tying goal last night late in the third period and then Corey perry scored the other two goals for them in overtime too that guy's a freak dude he there was a video circulating of him this week and he like before every game he does the same exact fucking thing and he was on camera but this has been a story with him forever he's just a fucking psychopath and that's how hockey players are some of them they're just they're fucking weird and <laughs> but hey when you score two goals you really can't like completely i like psychopaths that, right? you got to tell me what he does uh, like I mean, he scores goals, but he also no, before like, every game. Oh, like oh, you got to look it up. He's literally like he's like sitting on the bench, and he like twirls his stick a certain amount of ways, and then like he, it's a lot of twirling of the stick actually. <laughs> but he's like out like on the bench, so like everyone like there's cameras all over him. Um, I gotta it's, I it's gotta check that gotta out. Look it up. Yeah, and so back to Joe Pavelski though. So that guy fucking won me some money last night because I don't really get it. They the guy so like I said he scored two goals the night before. And it was plus 300 for him to score, like, for the over on his half a goal that they were projecting him to have. So, I said, fuck yeah. He scores that game-tying goal, dude. Oh, man, I felt like I was a Stars fan for a second there. (laughs) No no big money. I wish I put bigger money on it. But, you know, I'm just back in the gambling game, boys. That's really the moral of the story. We're going to go ahead and lose some more money because now I doubled my, my account back up. 
and um, we're out here just ready. You're about to go in today. You're about to go in today. Uh, see, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. really put money on the Jets. Put money on the Jets. Put money on the Jets. Put money on the yeah. Jets. All right. So what are they looking at? We can. Uh, Maybe no, they you know how this works. No, they do. They they start with a couple losses and then they sneak one in their early season to give you yeah. hope. Like an upset one. They beat Dallas last year. Remember they beat Dallas last year. Exactly. They always sneak one in early. And then you're like, oh, we should go see a game. Why not? It's uh, seats are cheap, and then it's like they lose. And then like, it's like you have touchdowns. Uh, and then we're in a pandemic, and they're not allowed fans in stadiums. And then they might get like two in a, a row. Eleven and a half. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's that, that's disrespectful. Um, uh, but they're plus four fifty. Yeah. So oh, that's I, called yeah, a buyout, bro. Put it down, son. Honestly, rolling off yesterday, <laughs> I might just do it. So <laughs> when you guys listen to this later, and the Jets lost. Just you know, payout. Pour one out for me. Pull one out for me. Oh uh, yeah, but that's pretty much my my full uh, preview of Sunday of this Sunday in sports. And to wrap up the NHL notes, they did have a trade this uh, week to Hornquist. Patrick Hornquist got traded to Florida from Pittsburgh, and he's been a big part of their team. And he posted a video where he put all his Penguin shit out in the driveway. <laughs> it's funny that's though. Psycho, it's just, right? That's it's, yeah, it's just kind of funny though. I think he just did it to post on instagram so. i about to say for like what are they gonna yeah. do when uh they announce when the stanley cups handed out they're not gonna be able to all hook up with it at once because of covid i think they are allowed yeah, they because are. They're in the baseball they said no champagne celebrations but in uh, they're allowed to like pass it around because they're in a bubble yeah like james said uh, MLB, like they're all going to so but mlb is not in a bubble so that's why they're not but mlb there. will be in a bubble when uh yeah I hope that they do change that. You're right. That maybe they will do it in the actual playoffs. Name about, something more important to f- put your mouth on than a Stanley Cup. Than a Stanley Cup winner. I mean, after you want to keep PG. No, nothing's more important. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, you gotta, you gotta eat some cereal out of it. You gotta eat <laughs> beer out of it. Do some other stuff in it. Eat some and, cereal. Yeah. Oh, and actually, the one last note on um, Pavelski's goal that won me money also. Passed him, passed Kirk Mullen on postseason goals by a U.S. born player with 61. Nice. So, congrats to him on that. Um, what were the NBA notes this week? So, you have the NBA now. We're approaching the finals in, in, in that league as well. We have the Western Conference finals that end, came to a conclusion last night between the Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. RIP we Denver. Won that one. RIP Denver. RIP Denver. It was a good run, though. Good run. Yeah, I it was mean, a good magical run. They, they knew it was a lot happen. of haters. Yeah, LeBron and the Lakers ran through the West. They lost one game every series. Um, that West is tough, too. So LeBron makes it into his 10th NBA Finals. I don't know if you want to put your oh, yeah. asterisk on it or whatnot, but I believe I, I strongly am behind the 10th Finals. And he said it best. He said it last night. He said, it doesn't matter unless I win. True. True. So, and it is true. I'm like, yeah, like uh, it's that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Everybody knows too. I mean, he was just saying, and I know it's just LeBron saying, just getting in the news and whatnot. But uh, good, good for them. Good for the Lakers. Uh, I'm happy to see Lakers back in it. Just as an NBA fan, and the Eastern Conference will wrap up hopefully tonight with the Miami Heat. I'm um, rooting for them. They're playing the Celtics. They're up three two now. Celtics had a sloppy first half last game, but came back in the second half. Someone lit a fire under their ass, but that could be dangerous. That's why I, don't, I, I won't lock in the heat yet. But it'd be cool to see the Lakers heat like we talked about last week. Yeah, um, I bet so. the uh, Celtics wish they had Bill Russell or Sam Jones right now too. You know, 
Yeah, that was Bill Russell with 11 championships in all. Not even 10 appearances, just 11 championships. Yeah. So, yeah, I bring them up actually too, <laughs> yeah, because they are two of the three people, well, two people above LeBron. He's also tied with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and then Sam Jones has 11 appearances, Bill Russell wow. has 12. So he's up there. That's what yeah. I mean. I mean, you can't take anything away from the guy. And his record is three and six at this point? Yeah. That yeah, I think sense. that's... Yeah. And that so, was the advanced analytics provided to you by Wado and Gino. Yeah, so I'm excited to see how that'll wrap up. We'll start the NBA Finals. I think it's next Friday or Saturday. It'll be next weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately it's it's weird. Like, all these sports are going to wrap up. We're going to be have just football pretty soon. Yeah, because uh, the, the NBA said they aren't coming back until after Christmas. And I was like, yeah, that's what I don't like now. Is like, how are we going to resume these things again? But that's a topic for another day. But it's it's coming up. That conversation's coming up soon. So yeah. well, Enjoy it while it lasts, everyone. Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yep. Um, RIP the bubbles soon, hopefully. Are you excited for uh, Rocket League? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I don't know. It's, it, will it draw me back? But they team up with Fortnite. Some um, nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, Rocket League's not too long ago. A lot of people still play it. So Fortnite, though, they basically made rewards interchangeable on each platform right now. So Rocket League's got their own system set up where you can buy stuff or earn rewards, and so does Fortnite. So you're going to be able to get like a battle bus car in Rocket League. And then I think they set up like a little stadium maybe on one of the maps. Wait, so this they had like a little cute trailer. Like cross game unlockable content. So if I play in Fortnite, I can unlock I can unlock something in Rocket League? No, cool I don't concept. think it, I don't That's know if it's that. That's cool concepts, Stan. That is a cool concept. I, I don't know if it's exactly that though. I, it's like in Fortnite right now, there's Rocket League rewards. And in Rocket League right now, there's Fortnite rewards. Oh, okay. What's interesting like, is Like Fortnite too... themed, I should be saying, and Rocket League themed. It's interesting how two games, which you think they're competing against each other, like you would want people to play Fortnite rather than Rocket yeah, right? League. So, you know, it's almost like Rocket League is another game that's your competition, but they're deciding to partner up because they see the value in just like getting more people on both, like just partnering. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it is kind of weird. You think they're technically com- competitors. Because they're, uh, they're not both epic games, are they? No, they're not. Rocket League was something different. But I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess if you can't beat them, join them type of concept, maybe. But um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. It's called Llama Rama. It's also on the, um, like, at the same time that uh, Rocket League announced that they're doing it, there's free to play now, where they used to be like 20 bucks. But they were kind of there before the free to play existed. So they're kind of just catching up with the times and just making sure they're getting as many people as they can playing. Free to play. What's that? The game's dope. The game's dope. What's funny to me is like the game was free to was twenty dollars and now it's free to play. So what happens? Where what happens in that 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 uh, break off period? Like what if what if like the day before I I, I buy the game for twenty bucks, the next day it's free to play? Like what? <laughs> Sorry, no returns. Thanks for the donation. Sign up for our yeah. OnlyFans now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That that does suck. I think that just that just sucks. I think that's one of those moments where you're just like, oh well, I got got. Okay, yeah, 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 that's a gay guy. That's <laughs> my, my gay guy. Yeah, yeah. Right here, right here. There you go. Save it. And and uh, that's really all I have for the gaming corner this week, though. I mean, obviously, we're still all got. If anyone's got their pre-orders in for their new system, and keep waiting for that. But nothing really new that I saw other than that. No, uh, else gets got, gets got, got, got. 
Tell me, brother. Um, these teachers. Oh, teachers always going to get guy, guy, You talk about like virtual schooling, right, brother? Virtual schooling, but also getting physical too with the students. Oh, shit. So there's been a couple of teachers that have been getting caught sleeping with students. Okay. We'll, we'll be blunt about it. Um, so now they're making a movie about it. Yeah. Or is I'm it a not series? sure. We think it might be a series. <laughs> it's on Hard FX. It's yeah. on FX. We got or it's going to be on FX in November. Yeah, Kate Mara starring in it. She's the creepy teacher. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know where they're going with it. Yeah, I, it seems like there was one made in 2013 under the same name, too. It's called A, a Teacher. Um, but I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. I it's like, it. Is preview this looks promoting fake. doing that? <laughs> are they going to fantasize it in some way? That's yeah, they are. Sure. That's pretty much probably the answer to that question. But in Hollywood, man. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You're, what we're missing here is this is a real life. And this is a story. <laughs> and they're making it. Has it been told? No one ever no one ever made a movie about the perspective of little Jimmy. Yeah, you're this, so right. And Mrs. Johnson was having a thing. Because we've heard about it. We've heard we've seen we've heard, articles. We've heard the we've, we've seen, seen the, the arrests. We've seen the mugshots. The jail times, the mug shots, the kudos for the little kid. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're like, yeah, wow, good for you, kid. And sometimes you're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. And now we're really going to like dive into the dynamics of that. So weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Definitely. You got to see, you gotta see <laughs> the preview to believe. Within it. the genre the they're about to like attack. Like, it's solid, a solid, deep dive in on a situation that is fucked up. And you'll see the backstory. I mean, obviously, it's going to be dramatized. But it's dramatized. It's 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 not a it's not a documentary. It's a docu series kind of thing. No, not docu series. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's produced. produced. Directed and produced. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but it's just it's just like they're making a movie. Yeah, it looks they make it look intense too in the preview. It's funny. It's funny, but also yeah. serious. Yeah, check out the preview. Check it I out. I feel like I would have a it's different not perspective out yet. if I was actually. 16 how old's the kid in the movie? also yeah yeah i don't know they, i don't uh -huh. think like in the well, trailer 15. you can't get an idea somewhere back, i guess around there, back though. in that time that, that would be like our fantasy unless they're 18 and like yeah. a senior can that be a thing oh it, it ranges i saw one today that was like uh, well 14 yeah year no old. they yeah i know the movie that. i have no That's idea real life's fucked up i'm talking about the movie um let's look into it yeah but i mean it's it's not out yet like i said so we could we could follow up on that it's just we actually meant to mention that last weekend here we are. It's just fucking weird. That's it's really the the synopsis. Weird. Uh, another kind of weird guy. Weird vibe. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Weird new vibe. Album, yeah. MGK. Um, he went like full punk rock. He did he go full like, punk rock. Not like he did go full punk rock. Yeah, full he punk did. Rock. He went full, he went full, punk full rock. of like my bloody Valentine. Yeah. It was produced by Travis. Night. Like those. And Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. So um, I, mean, I mean, it was all right, but I. I don't know. It's MGK, yeah. but the song with Halsey is good. I know you're a big Halsey fan. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm torn. I, I like MGK. Uh, I'm torn because it's like an old head, a new head for me. I mean, I totally respect what he's doing. He is not bad music. Oh. It's not my. He did it well. It's just not. It's not bad. I, I would jam out to it some days. You have to be in the mood. For yeah, I have to be in the mood. Like I said, like that. just this morning, I was just listening but to the one with Halsey. It's good stuff. Well, the Red was pretty good too. I think. Yeah. I didn't really. I don't. I gotta play that one back. Do you think uh, Eminem scared him away from the rap game? <laughs> yeah. As everybody keeps saying. I yeah. think he just gave up and <laughs> God. hopped on the nostalgia train. Like, because what I mean by old head and new yeah. head is yeah. there, is, there is like punk, like that punk, 
It didn't go away. Type of vibe is around. It's new. It's more like it was not emo rap and and like <laughs> and like and yeah. Like it's kind of like what like Juice World and them are too. Honestly, to be honest, it kind of has a similar sound, but different then, take. It's like a different. Then you dialogue. have like Blink One Eight Two, like the OGs mm-hmm. in GK, who's not like twenty one years old. Well, that's what it is too. You're like, isn't this guy like thirty? So he's kind of in it late. So like, I feel I'm like down. Like I'm a, down yeah. for it. It just seems like I have a little bit of like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just on, being hopping a on the bandwagon. Yeah, hater, hater, right? Being yeah, I just want to hate him. He's like LeBron. <laughs> like I talk about it all the time. Yeah, just certain right. people. I'm he sorry. Like like, I don't know what it is. I wish he did more acting because and and it's Bird honestly Box? I think it's more respect than awesome. anything. Yeah, when he was in Bird Box. Yeah, he's been in other things too. I think, but it's just more respect than anything. I think that I hate him so much. It's just it looks like a good dude. You know, a lot, and they they're doing cool shit. He pulls it off. I think he whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, he should have had that hybrid from the beginning. He kind of did. True. If anyone's yeah, listened to the OG yeah, MGK songs with Lace the up. up, oh my god, that was <laughs> such with Wiz. EST for life. Yeah, that's you true. Got the mind of a stoner. Mind of a stoner. Get some Travis Barker <laughs> on the track. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean that was yeah yeah like I said I mean it was just different, um, but I think he did it well so good for him. He didn't get got. He did not get. No, got. no, not at all. Great song. Uh, Halsey sounds like it sounds like you're listening to uh, Haley Williams. Is that her name? The one from Paramore. Yeah, uh, yeah I was actually listening to it. Same and exactly. Actually, uh, Angela said the same thing. She's like, "Is this Paramore?" Yeah. No, no, this is Halsey. Halsey's and, uh, another one that jumps genres too. I mean, she's all over the place though. So. Yeah, she definitely kind of just the this way is, things this are. This is her now. first song with uh, MGK too. She was very surprised, which who cares? Anyway, <laughs> uh, um, I have a answer to the internet. Um, yes, didn't they? Hold on, I don't want this one. I want the one. I pretty much know what it is, but um, you can think about it for a second because if you could play for one fictional sports team, who would it be? So a fake sports team, so like from a movie or something. Like, like Mighty that. Ducks or like uh, uh, Sandlot. Um, Toon Squad. Toon Squad. Monstars. You could be on the other side, you're right. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Narrowing it down. Narrowing it down. All right, I'm, I'm going to say mine so you guys have some time to think. That's what I was going to say. I didn't uh, – I, I bounce over a few, though, because like Mighty Ducks is a good one. I'd love for like Charlie Conway to just come by and blow that duck horn, and I'll be like, "Yo, man, let me just grab my blades, bro. I'll be right there." Um, but but I'm gonna have to skip over that one and go with one of Airbud's teams. That's <laughs> Play with awesome, that legend, man. dude. That's great. Like that's great. that guy, great. like, like revolutionized the sport. Um, always would be putting around. Just a good vibe, you know. I'd preferably be like the one that like he was my dog, but I'm not gonna get picky here. I'll just play on the team. I'm down. I'll stay. I'll stay after shoot with him, you know, just so he could look back and be like, you know, Wade really got me through those tough times. So <laughs> that's mine. Nice. I think I'd have to say uh, the Benchwarmers team. Oh, nice, nice. I like that one too. Just because uh, I hopefully be one of the older guys and just dominate because I was not the uh, best at baseball when I was younger. I was you could have like taught them the ropes. You bit. Yeah. 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 I was kind of like that guy. Like, you so. We got that a couple times at same. We got that a couple times, a couple times, a couple oh, times yeah. at St. Ben's. Our baseball field was on the road, busy road, yeah. and all you hear from when the window driving by on thirty-five or whatever, uh, Bethany Road would be, "You suck." Yeah, <laughs> and we were actually, like twelve years old. I, like, nice. Yeah, I actually just quit baseball because one guy was like, "You suck." I was like, "He's fucking right." 
And I just dropped the bat and said, bye, coach. But, yeah, no, I mean, Space Jam would be a good one, too. But I would of have course. to say baseball just because baseball is so hard. Yeah, I like yeah, that like one. running through every fictional sp- sports team. Sandlot would be another good one, too, though. Sandlot, too, would be a dream. That's a dream. Like you said, yeah. Like you said, bench warmers like Tropic Thunder's hilarious team to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Tropic Thunder. The oh, Tropics. like Flint Tropics. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is Tropic Thunder's the movie? That's the one with Robert. Uh, that was my Jr. other one. Yeah, and, yeah. That's the, uh, yeah. the Tropics. What is the Tropics from um, old school? That's, no, no was, it's um, Flint Tropics. Is from um, Semi Pro. Semi Pro. I'm just gonna go with. Tune squad and just to just to ball out Michael nice. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Sick. yeah. And, and you can do it's whatever hard. you want in that world that they're in, right? That's what they say, right? Like LeBron, yeah. I'm not LeBron. Wow, damn. Nah, um, easy. Jordan, easy. Jordan yeah. stretched out his arm forever. Like I'm, I'm like we're winning that game, and I'm smoking a stogie with Daffy Duck and, yeah. Jordan and MJ, and we're just stogie. we're just fucking chilling. It's some of the secret stuff. <laughs> And that then we're gonna sick. go play golf and bet fifteen grand per hole. Let's get it about it, about it. And one that I'm forgetting too, another baseball one would be the Cucumbas uh, in Harbaugh. Oh yeah, another good one. Really team, team unity, team unity, team coming together. So I think that is the name of it. You got it, Harbaugh. Yeah, Cucumbas, right? Chumbawamba's. No, yeah, the name. Yeah, no, I think that's the name of it, Cucumbas. What's a cucumba? Like a cucumber in Jamaica? I don't know. Did they ever explain that in the movie? No, I'm missing sure it here. Like a... I don't think I've ever seen Hardball. Is that a recommendation? Oh wow, what? yeah, dude, that's life changing. What? It's great. It's a great feel. Yeah, you're gonna cry. Don't watch it today. It's Sunday Fun Day, but watch it like Monday. Yeah, Monday night. It's a good Monday night movie. Monday misery. I do need a good cry. I'm, I'm due for a, a nice oh, long cry. cry. Oh, I had, cry. <laughs> I had Castaway lined up. I haven't seen that movie in a minute. Going to the ship. What? Do you cry in Castaway? Going to the we'll ship. Say- do you do you cry? Do you cry? Are you serious? Yeah, when he misses it. Stan gets so Stan gets got and castaway cries. <laughs> Big castaway crier. Um, speaking of gots, you got your get gots for the week, gentlemen. Jeez, yeah. Let me think. What do I, I already got? went. Mine is whoever bought Rocket League recently, right before they went free. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You got it again. Got it. I think I got. I think I got two. So I think a prediction, kind of for one. And at the moment, I agree, too. The Hornquist thing in the NHL, he's been great for Pittsburgh. He just is a Penguin. Um, it's going to be weird seeing him somewhere else. But, you know, sometimes business trumps that. So we'll see how it works out in the future. Um, and then also the people who are trying to get Joe Rogan censored. So. <laughs> uh, mine would be the factory in Vietnam, I think it was, that okay. got raided for uh, selling 300,000 reused condoms. Oh, my <laughs> Like, just get got everybody there, everybody that so was involved was in f- that. So there's a factory reselling used condoms? Like, Re- yeah, to wash them I- up and repackage them? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read into, like, what how they're actually reusing them, but they were re- selling reused condoms, yes. They got how do raided. you even get used condoms? 300,000. What? Is it, is it, is is it, it like, like a black market for it's probably like condoms? It's probably like New York with the water bottles... In Vietnam, where like, you know, you see you see the Asians just like collecting thousands of water bottles, you know, cash them out for a few dollars. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah, the recycling. Vietnam, like, you could probably, see how much. Yeah, it's like fifteen like, cents a can. Use rubbers, put them in a machine. They give you like five cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reduce, reduce, reuse, recycle. 
Uh, so yeah, they got got, and everybody who was involved with that. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to them. R.I.P. You're wearing someone else's. Okay, and uh, yeah. So I guess that's the episode, right? I feel yeah, dirt. You should. You should. you should not. You should not. You get some dude wipes. Sponsor. Uh, that's all I really got though for this week, boys. Um, other than that, just make sure you follow us on social media. Social media. And um, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Roy Robin. That shit was sick. Hopefully we'll get him on again soon. Go check him out. And uh, bye, Woody. Bye, Woody. Take it is Bye, Woody. You want me to forget you? Okay, forget me too. You tell me you hate me, baby. Yeah, I bet you do.